And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is Zach and Alex back with you to talk about NASCAR at Texas. And, well, that's that's really it. Now, we, we do, Alex, have a lot of tea brewed for this episode. The IndyCar schedule came out. We're going to react and kind of talk about that. Um, some IndyCar silly season. That. Some really cool paint schemes hitting the track at Talladega. We're going to talk a little bit about not motocross, super motocross at the LA Coliseum. And yeah, um, we're going to talk a little bit, of course, about Texas, the race we saw there. And, you know, usual business might be a bit of a shorter episode, but, you know, we've had some long runs recently. Yeah. So I think it's y'all, y'all, yeah. y'all will survive. Y'all will survive. I promise. We'll survive. Yeah. I don't know about them. We I don't will. know if I will. If, if, if you can't tell, I sound different because I'm like very congested. I've been like, I've, I've basically been sick ever since like the early August, just with different things. I don't know how you handle being sick all the time. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Nope. So something else that wasn't sick in a bad way is Texas Motor Speedway. It wasn't awful. I mean, but it wasn't it could have been a worse. good race either. It could have been worse. I've seen worse. Actually, we have seen worse at Texas. It really. Yeah, I wasn't that. What's it called? Disgusted by it. <laughs> it yeah, really like, wasn't that bad. I didn't leave the race feeling annoyed. I didn't leave the race feeling angry like last year. I didn't feel anything really like like. Could have been worse. Is it Stockholm it, syndrome? It really could have been worse. Like, is it just like we're just so used to it now? It's just whatever. We maybe it's because the expectations were on the floor. I don't know. Yeah, I was just gonna say our we just it's the bar so low that it's just like this kind of mediocre race is like it's pretty. That's okay. Well, listen, Kyle Larson at one point went up there and like started passing cars, and I was like, whoa, whoa, they're passing at. Like, but he was doing it, like, so easily, and I was like, what? Like, that, like, I think it was, like, the end of stage two, I believe, when Larson, Mm -hmm. like, went on a charge and got up there. That was pretty impressive and compelling, to be honest, because it showed how really strong that five car was. I mean, that five car literally could, like, string that lead out to, like, multiple seconds. Like, he was putting on an ass-whooping yesterday, but... And, you know, this... This race, too, like, there were some silly cautions. Like, you had some tire issues again, like, last yeah. year. But it, it wasn't to the same degree as last year. So it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. It's Texas. Again, it could have been worse. So, like. And, you know, I'll tell you okay, what. I'll take it. Was this race 400 miles last year? I think they shortened it this no. year. They shortened it, this, it year. this year. And I think. With the amount of cautions they have, thank God, because I think that did not need to be a 500 mile race. I mean, I really am sold that nothing besides Charlotte, Daytona, and Darlington needs to be 500 miles, and that even almost yeah. goes for Talladega. Like, yeah. like maybe Bristol Night Race in the Talladega, one of the Talladega races can be 500, but man, I think 400 is the max for any Joshma yeah. race. Like that, that felt nice yesterday. It, it didn't need to go on for any longer. Even though it easily could have. Um, but William Byron, he's glad it didn't go longer. He gets win number six of 2023. Six? He has six wins? Yeah. I thought it was five. Yeah. Holy crap. I guess so, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Wow. See, it doesn't feel like it. it 
because this is the most for the 24 car since 2007. Mm. And he scored Hendrick Motorsports 300th win. It looks like it was Kyle Larson for a bit. That sucks Crazy. for Kyle. I, that really sucks for Kyle. Yeah, oh. it does. Like, it's a monumental number. And I feel like those wins really go to the drivers of like that current era when they get it. So Jimmy, I think Jimmy got one. I remember, you, so you remember Jimmy Johnson getting his 200th at Darlington, right? Right. Do you remember who got the 200 first? Because I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is that a that question? I don't remember. And Gordon was the 100th, I'm pretty sure. That's cool. So Whoa, it's... that's crazy. Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks for half that team. Yeah. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, yikes. Y'all couldn't be the 300th win? Ooh. Y'all let Willie, Willie Boy get that? That's crazy. <laughs> Sixth win of the season. And... You know, Alex, we both did not have him in our final four because of... I still don't. Well, still that's don't. your opinion. I'm putting my man in because I'm taking Truex out, putting him in. And maybe okay, it's recency fair. bias. When you put it like that... When you put it like that, <laughs> when you use logic, I guess that makes sense. I mean, like, the thing is, and of yeah, course... Yeah. And obviously, we kind of have to talk about Larson kind of getting loose under Bubba Wallace and crashing... If we're going to talk about this now, um, which I don't I don't know if we should, but it's just like with Larson possibly having a tougher round than we expected. Truex, just not the same team. Reddick's been, you know, he's been putting together finishes. You know, you have to mm-hmm. wonder if that final four is going to be, you know, Hamlin, Byron, Reddick. And then well, who else? Like then then do you put Larson or do you try to put Truex in there still? I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. See, I was thinking Reddick over Truex. I, I guess Byron has all these points right now. I mean, I well, think, that's I also the thing. Like, to bet against him for him to actually not m- to miss the round of four, it's gonna take like a lot of bad stuff to happen, like Martin Truex Junior. level stuff to happen to him because he's gonna have a huge cushion at this rate. I mean, and he's going to three tracks where mm-hmm. he has wins at four, so it's just like. And that, and obviously he's locked in now to that round. I think that twenty four team is looking very good for the final four and very good for the championship. So that's yeah. th- that's kind of the huge deal about this win. And you know they've won in the same style all year long. They just stay in it. They most of the time don't make mistakes. You know they have you know the summer the summer months they were kind of making mistakes a lot. They kind of have a slump, but they've showed up in the playoffs. And you know. Jackson Todd said a few weeks ago on our show saying that William Byron was just managing his playoffs in the round of 16. Jackson, you're right. He was. He came out here, won Texas, won't have to worry about the next two weeks, and I'd say playoffs are very well managed by that 24 team. Yeah, the thing is with Byron, I'm going to keep going back to this, is just like five of his six wins... He just wasn't really a factor until the last minute. And I guess with this format, he can win the championship that way. And I think he's going to have to be more consistent than he has been throughout the year in the round of eight to make the championship four. But as you said, with Truex, like I, I put him in over Truex. I would agree with you on that. It's just something about Byron. It just feels very hit or miss. And a lot of times they hit it. At the very last second of the race. Yeah. I I just don't know 
championship wise if they have it like unless he has like he unloads with the best car or there's like a late race restart and he capitalizes on that yeah well i don't know that because look at his competition you have kyle larson who's wrecking himself who's been wrecking all year as a matter of fact Mm -hmm. you have denny hamlin who's definitely you know still the favorite um even getting in issues yesterday he still comes up with a top five finish um i mean we're gonna talk about that yeah like it's you know he's got some stiff competition but it's hard to ignore the success that six wins is for sure it's hard to ignore it so that's kind of where i am with it but um i think those concerns you raise though i mean you're right too i mean that's there and byron if he makes it to the final four we're getting ahead of ourselves of course talking about but if he does make it to the final four he's a bit of a of a you know he's gonna be kind of like that new guy there right Especially if he's there with yeah. Hamlin and Larson, you know, I mean, they've done, they've been there, done that. And I mean, Byron is making through the round of eight first, obviously, but you know, he's making it to there at least. Yeah. But if he were to get to the round of four, the championship four, I just wonder if he can have that same, like, oh, I'm just happy to be here mentality that like, oh, no. Christopher Bell had last year and Ross Chastain had last year. Well, Ross because Chastain is just that, happy to then... be, he's always happy to be wherever he is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just kind of like, they're just younger. We'll have more opportunities to get there. I just feel like if Byron's not like willing and ready to do anything to win the championship, you're not going to get past Denny Hamlin. Like I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Guess how people have passed Denny before? It's either on restarts or they make a mistake, and I mean, pit stops are yeah. going to happen at Phoenix. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're talking about championship yeah. predictions. I didn't mean to get into all but, that. Well, but, I mean, the new no, conversation is that William Byron's kind of a championship threat. You know? Rick Allen yeah. said it, so it's true. Rick Allen also called this the round of two. So, you know, well, I don't know if everything he says is true. Well, <laughs> after Kyle Larson gets eliminated this round, I guess it is just the round of two. Denny Hamlin and William Byron. Mm. <laughs> So let's actually talk about some other things from this race. Let's talk about Kyle Larson. Let's talk about Kyle Larson. We I got think. to holy because cow! This also involves this also involves Bubba Wallace, and I want to talk about him as well. Kyle Larson looked like he this was his race. He had it all wrapped up, and then several cautions happened late, and then that one restart. Bubba had that he dog and Bubba in him. Wallace. One of Bubba's most impressive restarts of his career, I think, and Larson just lost it it just he got loose and crashed i hope he's okay that was a rear end impact um they did make changes in the offseason this is this is the track bowman got his concussion last year oh i forgot about that uh, oh hopefully kyle is okay it's hard they made some changes hopefully it's all good but nasty hit and that just ends his day and then now he's right around the cut line it's just crazy how things can change so fast with this kind of format when you just have one little thing go wrong. Yeah, and it's funny because that was a very Indy 500-like spin. Um, it was. It? He's practicing. He's just practicing. I get it. He's just practicing. It's practice. Um, One little thing, and now he, I believe he's below the cut line now, or he's just like, because he didn't have a lot of playoff points. Um, He's right above the cut line. Whoa. This graphic on NASCAR.com is so cool. Have you seen the playoff grid? This is so cool. 
Not on NASCAR.com. I use Toby Christie's. Well, but, um, NASCAR, I mean, they're putting M's of the shame right now with their website. But what I'm saying is Larson now is at the cut line and it's going yeah. into Talladega where he just about broke his ribs again there, like in April. And then the Charlotte Roval where he's had bad luck there before or mistakes there before. There. It's just literally this happened to this team last year. It just makes me worried because. You know, Bubba's been having a good run. He could get he's I could see him getting above the cut cut line. Reddick could win the Roval for all for all mm-hmm. we know, right? I mean, he's got some st- Kislowski's right above him could win Talladega. I mean, Chastain's on a good run. It's still there's a lot of stiff competition around him, and if that five team makes another mistake or something bad happens to them, it's not looking good. And this five team, man, only yeah. three wins this year. Like you compare them to the twenty four, and on paper, that twenty four team is so much better than the five on paper because they actually get the results. See exactly when you look at the final results. Yeah, the twenty four is better, but the five is better the rest of the race. But that's not exactly what matters. I bet the five has led like more the laps. Points. The five's probably led more oh, laps. I'm, sure. I'm not sure though. I'm sure, but. That's something to look into. But then that ends Larson's day. But I want to talk about Bubba Wallace. Yeah, go he, ahead. he led the most laps in his career in a single race, 111 in one race. I think this was probably the best race of his career, quite honestly, because at one point they made a bad pit call and it pushed him back a bit to like 12th or so. They managed to come back through and they got back out front. But then that last restart, this was the one restart where Bubba just didn't nail it. He had been nailing every other restart, and this is the one that mattered most. And I know that he's really hard on himself, and I think he should be for this, honestly. But, like, this is still, there's a, so many positives for him to take from this race because he's proving people wrong again and again and again. I like that tweet that was, like, about the goalpost moving for Bubba Wallace because I think yeah. it really is showing how far he can go. And how far he'll he never go. make it past the first round. Oh, he'll never well, make now, it past the second round. I mean, he's looking to. Yeah. I mean, listen, if he can go out and like get you know plenty of stage points, and what really sucks about yesterday for Bubba is that he didn't get that many stage points. Then well, he should have. He should have yeah. gotten twenty stage points yesterday. Unlike Kansas in yeah. the last round and Bristol in the last round, he got a lot of stage points. Yeah. Yeah, like. Which is obviously again, that's kind of that's his path to the next round. He needs points. That's that's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he could go win Talladega, but you know, there's no guarantee in that. Um yeah. but I'm very impressed. I mean, I have a lot of confidence in Bubba Wallace to go to Talladega, have a great run, and then go to the Roval and uh, you know, play conservative, play defense. I think what's really what that twenty three team's gonna want to do is have is be above the cut line going into the Roval. And what? He's only, what, two out, I think? So, yeah. I mean, that's exactly... He needs a... This is easier said than done, but he needs a clean day at Talladega. Oh, he's like, had plenty of clean... All he... But here's the thing, though. He, he has. He's one of those guys that is always running at the finish. Because he's just able to do he that. He needs to do it again. I don't know. He's one of the few guys in the field with Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, and... Uh, the RFK cars, like, they're just able to get to the end. They manage their race well at Talladega. Right. I think Bubba's got a lot going for him right now. It's more than he's ever had, I think. So, 
That's really yeah. impressive. And I want to touch back to like Larson and Byron because if you look at the stats, really, Larson has more top fives. They are one different. Like Byron has one more top ten. Larson even has a better. At, uh, wait, just kidding. Sorry. No, Byron has um three three positions better average finish. So yeah, like Byron mm-hmm. is not only better you know on average, but he has double the amount of wins. So yes, Byron is just that guy this year compared to Larson. And it's mostly to when do with finishing the race. Yes. Yeah. And actually like seizing the wins. Cause at first I thought mm-hmm. it was a lot closer, but um, no, that average finish it's, it's 12.1 Byron 15.2. I still don't Larson. think, th- I don't think William Byron is that guy, but like when know. you're finishing out the races, it, it, sure. But I, I still don't, but with this format though, do you see him going out and winning with, Phoenix though? Right. That's the thing. He can go win Phoenix. He could. He could he did. win Phoenix. He did win Phoenix but, this year. Like, he can just go do that again. Like, yeah. Right. And I do want to go back to Bubba, though, really quick, because I want to mention the yeah. Larson thing one more time. Oh, Jesus. With that crash. So, he obviously did nothing wrong, Bubba nope. Wallace, but a lot of crazy people think that. Um, He did nothing wrong. This was actually... That was probably the most exciting part of the race, actually, seeing Bubba being able to maintain that. I that thought was, that was like cool. I, said earlier, I like when amazing restart in NASCAR. I like when mm-hmm. they wreck because they're trying really hard. That's what that felt like to me, even though it was a yeah. bit of a next gen kind of spin where it just wasn't savable. But still, like I just I I like seeing stuff like that when they're going for the win and they wreck. That's cool to me. Right. Yeah. So. Bubba did nothing wrong there, obviously. They didn't even... Yeah, like, I don't even feel like bringing that up. It's hard racing. I just ignore people like that on Twitter. (laughs) I think it's it's, it's worth mentioning, though, just because it's that was probably the biggest moment of his career in a positive way, honestly, for Bubba Wallace. And that that could have won him the race, honestly, if things went a little different. So, you know, something to think about. Uh, Let's talk about Bubba's team owner, Denny Hamlin. This guy is just the luckiest guy in the field, I think, right now. And once again, this, it just feels like it's Denny's year. And maybe yeah. Denny's luck runs out at Phoenix again. Maybe that's just what's going to happen. But he gets hit on pit road by his teammate Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs out of the race after this. It damages Denny's car. And then after this, Denny starts running better, I thought. Like, he just started... Passing guys like crazy. He was up into the top five. He ended up finishing fifth. Like, this is something that in another year, this would have taken Denny out of the race. Yeah. It's just like, we're going to be looking back at this, like this perseverance and overcoming that moment. That could be a make or break of making it into the next round and the round after that. Yeah. I find it really weird. The whole thing, like the incident was very stupid pinning it was it mm-hmm. ty it was ty coming out of his pit stall or was that denny coming out of his pit stall it was ty coming out of his pit stall and hit denny because didn't denny have like a lot of room whose fault was it i don't remember the replay it so was... denny denny took blame for it i i personally think it was ty didn't ty have like a lot of room that's what i remember saying yeah. to myself when ty, i watched, like when i saw really the replay. came ty really like came right out into the middle of the pit road and didn't yeah. there. Like, that's just kind of ridiculous, especially when you're not in the playoffs, but um, besides yeah. that, though, Denny it really... might just be... I mean, he's like... might just be a rookie thing. He's just like the last bastion of, like, just... 
he really is that guy. I mean, he's been running so good. He's been fast in every single race, I feel like, since summer. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. there's not, there's no off week for this team, I feel like. So, that's just really scary. Like, I can't see him getting knocked out of this playoffs at all. So. Yeah, I mean, Talladega is coming up. That'd be, like, the only place I could possibly see that being, like, a thing. But, like, it's Talladega. It's He's Talladega. one of the best on super speedways. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Like, Denny Hamlin, like, again, this moment, it just feels like if he wins a championship, people are going to be looking back like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's like things just worked out continuously for mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin. And, I don't know, I just find that very interesting. Something else I found interesting, Zach, is Legacy Motor Club. They are in their final races with Chevrolet, and they continue to run really good. Because Eric Jones was running second at a point. Yeah. Which, what? Whoa. Because he, he did this at Kansas, too. The 43 car did. And it, it, it Chevrolet, they might be wanting, like, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> because we cut you off. But we need you And back. you're running better They're, than most of dude, us. Dude, Chevy's texting uh, Legacy MC at, like, uh, 1 a.m. being like, you up? You up? What's up? Hey. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Send pics. Like, oh, <laughs> send pics of the data. <laughs> D pics. That's What's the D pics they need. They need the data. Oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh. God. So, very. That, we should put that in Eric the tweet. Get collected. It's like they. What? Legacy MC sends D star 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 pics. Data pics. Oh, God. Oh my God. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But. It, it, that legacy, it, it's so impressive. And Jimmy tweeted before the race saying, everyone watch out because he said Eric Jones is going to be really good in this race. And then Eric was running second and he did get collected in that crash, unfortunately, at the end there. But it's amazing stuff. And then Carson Hosevar, again, and they're top 20. That 42 car had no top 20s until he got in it. Like, What can I say? It's That's very interesting. White boy talent. Tall white yeah, boy talent. It. That's what I meant. Tall white boy talent. You, this a, is that a humble brag on yourself? That is a humble brag. Tall yep. white boy. Us tall white boys, we get the job done. Yeah, host of our finished sixteenth. Here's a white boy that didn't get their job done. Uh oh, Martin Truex Jr. That white boy. Nope. Ooh. He's what? Like we talked about earlier, he ain't. I don't think he's winning this championship. I don't think he's making a championship four. We talked about it last week. I don't know if Bro we, can even make it out of this it, round at this point. And I, I said it a lot on the Grid Network channel as well, saying, like, Truex, this is a make-or-break race for him at Texas because this is a track where he should be, like, a top three guy. Oh, he should be arrow-blocking like, everybody, should, like, at the front. He should be, like, winning, dominating this race. He like should have qualified on pole. He should have had a five-second lead. Yeah. Like, what is what is this? This is embarrassing. So, so first of all, non-factor, again, just as he has been in every other playoff race so far. He finished 17th. Not good. He's only plus 19, which, by the way, that is already down half of his playoff points that he had going into this round. So we were just talking last week. Oh, he's going to have all of his points back. He lost half of them already. Wow. And this was the easy race for him. Next is Talladega. He's not that good there. He has a bad history there. 
And then the Roval, I mean, that's... He's been good on road courses, but right now, I don't, I don't know. He's been missing in action. I feel like since yeah. Michigan, he's kind of been missing in action. Even at the two road course races. True. At the two road course races, he wasn't really a factor. At Daytona, I mean, it was Daytona. He has, he's been missing in action for the past, like, mm-hmm. month. Like, that's just really weird to me. And, yeah, he's lost half of his playoff point buffer to the cut line. I'm not, I'm, I don't, again, I don't even think he can make it out of this round. I'm not sure if he will, right? It's. I think he's going to be going it's, into the Roval, no. like, in that conversation, which is just not good for that 19 team. Like, I mean, I know Talladega's next, but, like, if he gets in a crash, I don't see him winning the Roval. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah. At all like he's gonna need stage points i really think he's just gonna need because like if he runs like 20th at the roval i think he's out like even well, yeah. if he finishes like okay at talladega like he it's not good i mean if he can manage talladega cars this time if he can get a mm-hmm. lot of points at talladega i feel like you know he can probably go He'll into the, the roval line yeah i mean well no i yeah. mean because he still has a 19 a 19 point buffer. Right. I'm saying if he saying. can leave Talladega like positive, like get more point, like go forwards instead of backwards. Crazy concept for that 19 team right now. Yeah. But just they could probably have a nice execute, ex- execute a comfortable race at the Roval. If that's such a thing. Right. I'm just saying if they run 20th at the Roval, they're going to be like at the cut line, even if they do get points at Talladega, you yeah. know, but they might be like plus eight or something. But it's still not a deal. Yeah. And then if Reddick or someone is still below Truex, Reddick might win the Roval and knock him out. That's the truth. Like that's thing. a plausible scenario. That's the truth threat for a lot of these guys. I mean, Reddick and Blaney could. Uh, Kyle Bush. I mean, Kyle Bush could. Yeah, that Kyle eight, Bush. That 18 could win. They probably won't, but they could come out and win. I mean, really? I mean, at Kyle this point. Kyle Bush won Talladega earlier this year. That's the year. thing. Any of these guys, I think, could come out and win races right now, besides maybe like Christopher Bell. Martin Truex and Ross Chastain, maybe like those are the only three or I don't realistically can't see them winning a race right now. But like everyone else, maybe mm-hmm. Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, probably that team's really been slow. They've been off. Um, but again, I mean, they won Talladega earlier this year, you know, so yep, it's always there. And Martin was saying throughout the race, Truex was that their day was just terrible. He just sounded miserable. He wasn't having a good time. Um, just, I don't know. That's going to be something to follow at Talladega. Cause if they are just not a no show again and they don't get stage points, he's in big trouble. I think someone who I think who won't be in trouble is Brad Keselowski. And we've been hyping this up for a while now about Keselowski. He is the only playoff driver now with the top 10 in all four races so far in the playoffs. He is kind of taking the mantle from Chris Busher of being the consistent guy at RFK. I mean, Busher's been consistent, but not as consistent with some bad luck at Kansas and everything. Kozlowski, he might be a dark horse as well as Chris Busher. Listen. Like, sneak into that championship four if something crazy happens in the round of eight. The national holiday in Brad Kozlowski's house right now is the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega. That's the next national holiday for them because, oh, he's got, I mean, I've been saying he's got that race circled on his calendar. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't need to go out and win, but he knows he can. That's the thing. I just think 
mm-hmm. Brad's that guy right now, honestly. And again, in just talk outside of Talladega, he really has been running so good. You know, in Chris Busher, you know, Chris Busher, he had a bit of an off day, I feel like, at Texas compared to what he normally did, or he just got put back in, you know, traffic. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Brad, I he's one of those guys. He's really is a dark horse for that final four. Really is. Right. I, I really feel like RFK are the favorites going into Talladega. And you normally can't really pick favorites. Like the last time I think I could pick a favorite at Talladega was, was like when Denny. Dale Jr. was racing. Oh. Or Denny. Okay. Or Denny. Don't disrespect Denny Hamlin like that. All right. Like Denny's a favorite. Denny well, Hamlin, like Ryan this... Blaney, and Ryan Newman had Talladega in a chokehold for years. I know, but to this know, level, just, yeah. RFK have been like 1-2 for like 80% of the race at Daytona Talladega for a while now in Atlanta. So I I don't know. I feel like you got to beat them. Yeah, probably. And, and then we mentioned Kyle Busch, 17 points out of the playoffs now. He had the tire issue early. This was weird to me. He was saying he, the tire felt weird. They kept telling him just stay out. It'll go away. That's me. That's me as a crew chief. That's me as a crew chief. That's me. Like, oh, don't want to deal with it. I don't. I don't want to deal with this right now, Kyle. So just keep driving. You'll be fine. I promise. I promise it won't fall off. The wheel fell off. Or did it? Is that what happened? Was it a tire issue? Or did the wheel fall off? And have you noticed that Kyle, whenever he wrecks, he's always driving in reverse have you noticed that no he does this a lot is he like oh, is that like his Fortnite emote like driving in reverse like what i don't know he, like there's probably like at least a dozen times that he has done this he just drives backwards back to the pits it's so amusing to me i wonder if he did it again well maybe the other what? gears don't work i don't know but he's the only one that does this it's only him it's only him i don't know I just find that amusing. Uh, take a look at the so playoffs here. We could, we've kind of touched on it. Kozlowski's plus eight, Larson plus two. Then you got the cut line. Bubba Wallace minus two, Tyler Reddick minus three, Ryan Blaney. We didn't talk about him. Just off day again, minus eleven, and Kyle Busch minus seventeen. Oh. Didn't Blaney get like and a penalty? Zachy? I don't know. Well, he finished twenty eighth. Being I think. too slow. Oh, he got an accident. He got into an accident, didn't he? Yeah, he got in that one accident. I forgot what it was, though. Ugh. Oh, you know what? Blaney Blaney did get a penalty in the pits. He was running in, like, the top five or so at one point. Yeah. And then he got a penalty in the pits. I don't remember what the penalty in the pits was for. But that, that did happen. And uh, But, Zach, you have an award to give out, right? I do have an award to give out. I have a sleigh of the week to give out to at NWCS underscore standings on Twitter or X. Um, basically, they are the NASCAR Winston Cup Series standings. Not only are they calculating the NASCAR standings using, you know, the traditional Winston Cup Series points format, but they are also, like, making graphics for it to make it look like you just watched the race in 2003 on NBC. Like, they, they're That's making so the graphics. Cool. They look so cool. They're, like, color matching, like, so it's Winston Cup points in red, and then the Bush Series points in blue. They even also, again, do, like, the Truck Series points. Like, that's just such a nostalgia to me, seeing, like, the top ten in points after the race. 
because that's all they yeah. would show the top 10 in points and it's showing like how close it really is like in the cup series because let's see after um after texas i believe the top six are all within one race um points gap so that's hamlin truex busher bell kislowski and byron and it's just really Very cool to see like i'm more of a playoff truther these days i really do like the playoffs but you know it'd be cool if we had a you know a full season format like this still i mean it's it's cool to see what the what the battle would look like see really who are the best drivers yeah. all season long but yeah it's cool, cool so, hypothetical yeah and just the graphics alone sold me they even like purposely make it like not even hd it's like 480p like it's on a tv like back in the day like it's just yeah it's the same aspect it's just so cool and then they make a whole chart for like everybody in the series like what you would see on like a poster or something like you need to follow the account at nwcs underscore standings on x or twitter just shout out to them it's really cool slay of the week and we're gonna go ahead and take a break before we get into supercross super 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 motocross their championship and then the t where we are going to talk about the indy car schedule so we will be right back so last week on the Gay Racing Podcast, we talked about how we were going to watch Super Motocross at LA Coliseum. Alex, did you follow through on that promise? I had it on that while, counts. I, while I was prepping the podcast today. I just wanted to see the atmosphere of uh, Super Motocross at the LA Coliseum, yeah. which is pretty cool. I'm assuming you did not watch it, Mm-mm. right? Well, wasn't it on during Texas yesterday? No, it was on Saturday night. Oh, right, but then it like replayed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was playing Splatoon Saturday night, so yeah. Um, honestly, it the thing with Supercross for me is that I'm really only into it when nothing else is on. It's in you that know? category of motorsports. Roll- yeah, and then IMSA comes on with the Rolex like late January. It's like okay. Supercross kind of gets pushed to the side, but I'll, I'll still watch it. But then NASCAR starts full swing, then I just kind of forget about yeah. it. But so the thing with Super Motocross is it's, it's Supercross and it's Motocross, which is the summer version of Supercross. That's outdoors. They were two different series. Yeah. yeah. They're two different series, but now they, they have their, they're still their two on series, but now they have like a playoff format where they take the best of the Supercross and oh, Motocross. Oh, this is cool. And then they do like a couple race series to determine like an overall champion. That's really cool. Yeah. So, pretty cool. So, first of all, I don't have much to say about it, about what the racing I saw. Like, it was cool. Ellie Coliseum. Cool. They were racing... You know where they do the driver intros for the clash and they like walk down or whatever? Yes, yes. Like, they uh they had the dirt bikes were going down that. Shut up. Wait, I'm sorry, like it was crazy. on the track or yeah. what? It was part of so like they would go up, you know, like the main part of the yeah, Coliseum or like the plane things that they go underneath the arch of it 
Then they go back down the grandstands. Like, there were no people there, obviously. Did you just say the like, flame things? You mean the torch? Whatever the hell it's called, Zach. The Olympic yes. torch? <laughs> Jesus, yes. Alex. Yes. Whoa! But they went under that. Wait, I remember cool. seeing this on Twitter. Yeah. No, I remember seeing this on Twitter. Like, the like when this was first planned. Oh, yeah. that is so cool. That's yeah. like a... That's like what a kid would come up with. That is so right? cool. It's it was very cool. Wow. Like, that was probably the coolest part for me. And Lee Diffie was on the call. Lee kept saying, "I can't believe I'm here." Lee was so happy to be there. It was so cute. Yeah. But uh, you might recognize this name, maybe. But Hayden Deegan. I that thought familiar. I thought that was Haley Deegan at first. I'm like, girl, she's been busy. That's why she's not running on a truck. She's been busy <laughs> over in Super Motocross. Um, so are they related? Is that they are? Oh, that's cute. I believe this is her. This is her brother. Her younger brother. I'm pretty sure. Or yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, he won the 250 championship, which is kind of like Xfinity or right. trucks for our NASCAR listeners. Yeah. And so Jet Lawrence dominated the summer series in Supercross. He was still in 250. Oh, yeah. For the motocross, he went up to 450 for motocross. So he qualified to run in the 450s for this little playoff format for Super Motocross. Whoa. And Jet Lawrence won it. And by the way, I believe he won every single motocross race this year. Crazy. He's only like 19, 19 or 20. That's like an Xfinity guy coming to like Cup and like just, well, winning, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like it's basically. How is he not in 450 like yet? Season. How is he not in 450 yet? Because when I was watching, he, he was in be. 250. Right. I know now, but like, that's kind of crazy that he wasn't in 450 yet. I feel like he was. Well, he really just good. won a 450 championship. Well, yeah. In Super Motocross, right? Like, and it's not like the regular Supercross guys weren't there either. Like Chase yeah. Sexton was there. Ken Roxon was there. So like, he still had. The 450 Supercross guys there racing him, and he racing a lot of them in motocross as well. Right. So, wow. Jet Lawrence is like crazy, crazy talented, and his brother Hunter Lawrence is still in 250s. I'm not sure if Hunter's moving up or not next year. He's also really good. Yeah. But Jet Lawrence, man, that's cool. You don't know that name? Check him out because he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be like challenging Ricky Carmichael's stats, Eli Tomac's stats in the years to come because this is monumental stuff we just saw the, over the summer and just now with him. To that's win really, that's really cool. I'm happy to see that, to yeah. be honest. That's really cool. I used to, I used to call him the Australian Harrison Burton because he kind of looks like him. He looks like Sean Mendes to me. He does look like Sean. Didn't Mendes. I say that before? Yeah. yeah he reminds me of Sean Mendes. Yeah. 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 I see it. I have a type. So you do have a type. So now Let's move into the tea. Get your glasses ready. Oh, Jesus. Some of this tea is hot. Some of it's cold. Some of it tastes really, really good. And some of it tastes bad. Some of it okay. smells good. Yeah, you could, you could say that. Yeah. yeah. So, first, let's start with some good news first, right? The Milwaukee Mile is officially back. They made the announcement today. 
the whole schedule announcement. They held a press conference yeah, in the Milwaukee 2024 at the Milwaukee Mile. IndyCar schedule mm-hmm. is out. The it's 2024 it's IndyCar schedule. Milwaukee Mile is the headlining topic of the schedule. It is going to be on Labor Day weekend. Oh. As a double header. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. On Saturday, Sunday of Labor Day weekend. That's okay. Uh, that's Portland perfect. was previously. Portland was previously that, right? So they're just switching the schedule around a little bit there. It replaces the Indianapolis Road Course, the second one. So the NASCAR doubleheader, that's gone. We've been talking about that for a few months, right? We knew that. But why is it a doubleheader? I don't know, know Zach. Why is it? Because it replaced the... Wait, so are they adding a race to the schedule? No, not a points race, at least. Oh, well then why is... What other race is it replacing? Certainly it's one of the... One of the road courses. Like, oh, it's Toronto off the schedule. Darn Toronto. We'll miss you, Toronto. Is that what's hap- off the schedule? Oh, Toronto is still on the schedule. Oh. Um, so, Texas is off the IndyCar schedule Whoa. for the first time since 1996. Um, like, mm-hmm. when you say off the schedule... It's a joke, right? It's not there. <laughs> I get it. You got me. You got nope, me. No, nope. <sighs> no, it's not there. Oh, uh, what? Tech. This is Joseph Newgarden suppression right here. <laughs> they hate him so much. Oh my! It's punishment for running so, so bad those last few listen, races. So the Speedway mm-hmm. Aero Package will be ran only at the Indy 500. Yeah. The entire series mm-hmm. is about these cars going rocket fast, and it's only going to happen once. This is the first season since 1964 that Indianapolis is the only mile and a half oval on the IndyCar side. Oh, Jesus. Or mile and a half plus oval on Y'all the take a shot for that one. That's crazy. Unless you're driving right now. Then don't. Yeah, don't do that if you're driving. <laughs> that is... It's not good. So the thing with Texas, right? So Milwaukee is replacing Texas and the IMS road course, which we kind of expected that. Yeah. But Texas, this kind of came out in the last week. So Texas is off the schedule because NASCAR seemingly wants to take the Texas playoff race out of the playoffs, which that's a good thing, but they want to put it in the spring. Where the first Texas race always was, right? What are you doing? I'm choking. This is why we need video. It's why we need video. You're just you're choking someone right now. Why can't we have both? Yeah. So Texas suggested when we don't know for sure. It's pretty likely that this happened. Texas is going to be in the spring. They offered IndyCar, saying, hey, IndyCar, we'll take a fall date. But there was nothing available. What do you mean there's nothing available? You have the entire month of September, almost. The entire month of October. So Nashville is the championship finale, and that's already set in stone. I see. Oh, so they couldn't. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Never mind. That was dramatic. I'm sorry for being dramatic. That makes sense. (laughs) 
Man, if only they, but, they didn't have 16 off weeks in their but, season. Zach, I'll be real. I thought you were still doing a bit. So I was just like, oh, okay. He's just, he's just going on a bit still. But so Texas said, we'll do, an, we'll do a fall day. Let's try September. But it's like they have Nashville there. And then they have the street. They have the Milwaukee Mile there now. That was already set to go. And then Gateways in August, which we're going to talk about Gateway in a minute. And then the Olympics are right before that. So there, there was just no space for Texas to go. And then Texas didn't want it to be too close to the NASCAR race in the spring because NASCAR gets precedence, even though their product's worse, which whatever. Yeah. They get more money for NASCAR. Fair I, enough. I get it. It's fair enough. It's, no, I, I, it's fair enough. Yeah. So there's that. That's flop of the week actually i think it's unfortunate it just doesn't make sense to I me get it because it's like and surely you could yeah. have found a date for it surely you could put it somewhere on the schedule nascar has raced at texas in july it's certainly not a weather thing like you could have just i don't get this one ram i don't get this one yeah so it's because of the olympics right because of the late july and early August oh. dates are all blocked out for the Olympics as well. Yeah, because I yeah, you're right. But it, and they they didn't want it to be too close to the NASCAR race, and September didn't That's work. That's so stupid. So likely this is just a one time thing. It'll probably be back in 2025. You hope. But it's still very frustrating, right? For fans. I mean, I definitely think the NASCAR right. race should move to the spring. Better weather. Yeah, I, less, I like what they said on the teardown. It puts Texas Motor Speedway less under a microscope because it won't have a playoff race. Yeah. I um, agree. which I guess we'll have to talk about later, like what that means for what's going to get in the playoffs. But um, but yeah, like it's just, sir, I don't see the problem with Texas Motor Speedway having a NASCAR race and an IndyCar race in the same month. Is it really that big of a deal? Apparently it is, and I would say, and I know why NASCAR wouldn't do this. I think they could have done moved the NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader, the Texas. That would have been cool. That could have been something they could have done, but I don't think NASCAR wanted to have the worst, by far, the worst product of that weekend because IndyCar would have put on a banger, and then NASCAR would have put on a snooze fest in comparison. And I don't think NASCAR would want to put themselves in that situation. I, thought I, it w- I can understand that. I thought it would have been a, like, oh, well, the Firestone rubber is going to mess us up. Like, okay, like the trucks don't do that with IndyCar already. Right. I don't know. But another thing I kind of wish, maybe they tried this internally. We just never heard about it. But what about Kentucky? That's another SMI track. They're just sitting dormant. We could have tried that. Because there's nothing going on in Kentucky. There's no conflict. Well, that means they have to add another oval, and they refuse to do that. Besides, they literally just added Milwaukee. But a true oval, a speedway oval. Where they go, <laughs> so I I don't know. I feel If it were me, I would have been trying to push for Kentucky, personally. Because it's still SMI. I feel like you could have got a deal done. But just for like even a year. But I don't know. I don't know. Frustrating. We're going to stay negative for a second because there are 42 days between race one and race two in the season. Okay? Which was supposed to be fixed from the 
IndyCar All-Star mm-hmm. Race at the Thermal Club. Yes, this was supposed to be fixed with Thermal. If Texas were still there, this wouldn't be as bad. You'd have, like, two-week gaps here you and know, there. NASCAR is but, the reason the IndyCar schedule sucks again and again. We would have had Richmond is. on the schedule if it weren't for IndyCar. We would have had Homestead on the schedule if it weren't for NASCAR. Like, yep. it's just... Might even have Chicago land still. NASCAR ruins everything. For real, though. So, frustrating. And then, so, Thermal is two weeks after the the All-Star race thing. It's two weeks after race one. But then, even after that, you still have four weeks to race two. So, any momentum. If this All-Star race is, like, fantastic, your momentum's gone. No one remembers. It's... So frustrating, man. So, if it were me, again, no thermal. Or if you're going to do thermal, make it a points race. Move St. Pete back a month. Why is it so I far ahead? I think they can't do that so early. because it's like a city thing. I bet they can't because it's already set in date. And, like, they could only move it that one time because right. of COVID. I bet, like, right. they just couldn't move it. I, I don't know. They could have asked. But- they could have asked. <laughs> Hey, but Mr. Still, Mayor, can you please move our date so our schedule doesn't suck? No? Okay, I'm sorry. But why is it scheduled in the first place like that? Why don't they just move it closer? Even if Texas were still there, push it closer together so we don't have a month. Probably so like, that, Even like, then they could push St. Pete to, like, mid-April. Yeah, they, they probably still... just didn't want it to, like... I think they wanted to make sure they were before Texas. So it's like... We're the season opener for IndyCar. Yay! Right. See y'all in a month. <laughs> I don't know. It frustrating. That I was excited and intoler- I was going to tolerate the thermal all-star race because it was going to fix the schedule thing, and now it, it, it's just redundant. It was a really good idea. I don't first. care about it. It was, but now, like, it's what's the point? A million dollars and half a lot of that money goes to members of this club. Like, I don't care. What's the point? Yeah. Like, all the fire for that is gone now. Like, I don't care. I don't know. Should we talk about some good news with the schedule? Um, we there, is some, there is some good news. Okay. So, Gateway is a night race. Again, that'll be on a Saturday night. It's moved up a couple weeks to, like, August 12th, I believe. Which I, I like that. Iowa. Iowa race one is a night race next year. Thank God. Yes, that's a good decision. That is, that's the best. I think that's probably actually the second best thing on this schedule behind Milwaukee. Like that is, that needed to happen in the first year. I don't know why it didn't happen in the second year. It's happening in 2024. What do you think about that, Zach? I, I think it's a, Obviously, a good change. It was hot as hell when we went there, like during the day. Yeah. And then it was ninety-two on Sunday. We're like, oh, it feels so nice. It's, right. It's not like a hundred and ten. Gwen Stefani brought the cooler rough. weather. Right. Yeah. It was. So yeah, I'm excited. We'll have two night races next yeah, year. Yeah. Finally, after having none this year. Very cool. Um, that kind of bad news again. Ten races will be on NBC. There were 13 this year. There were 14 last year on NBC. So races on NBC are going down. 
There are six on USA. There are three this year. Two races will be on Peacock only. They'll all be on Peacock simulcast, but only mm-hmm. for up to two on Peacock only. Yeah, that makes sense. And Milwaukee those are won. Toronto yeah. and Milwaukee one. That makes sense. Yeah. I hope. I wonder Something if Milwaukee one is going to conflict mm-hmm. with the Xfinity Darlington race. Maybe. Something that does frustrate me, though, with Milwaukee is that they're hyping it up as like their headline thing for the next year. And Milwaukee one's on Peacock, and Milwaukee two is on USA. But that's supposed to be like their big change for the year. So I'm a little yeah, frustrated so by that. But they lost. So there's less races on Big NBC. Is that because of the Olympics? Or maybe I don't know. Like but the, I don't know. But here's my thing. Two things. IndyCar had their highest viewership in twelve years this year. Good. And NBC is entering negotiations with the series to possibly renew after next season. So is this like a ploy to like lower the ratings so they don't have to pay as much money if they want to do it again? Or are they wanting out? I don't know what the situation is yeah. there. It's not great for IndyCar, in my opinion. But NBC, they're re- they're going to be negotiating with NASCAR. They are re- negotiating with NASCAR, and they're going to re- negotiate with IndyCar for the both for twenty twenty five. Lots of things happening here. Mm-hmm. Frustrating because IndyCar had it really good. 14, 13 races on NBC. Now we're going down to 10. One of those is thermal, so we only have nine points races on NBC. Oh, yeah, that's that really sucks to them. Jesus. Because mm-hmm. thermal's one of the 10. Oh. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, you're like, oh. Fair enough. I mean, hey, it would have so, been stupid if they did all that and it's on Peacock. That would have been stupid. Yeah. True. That's something Imza would do. Oh, let's make this cool thing and yeah. no one's going to be able to watch it. There we go. And and by the way, just like the Texas race, this could have been worse. It could have been worse. It, it still could have been worse. It could have lost Iowa. I again. don't know if it's ever been worse, but it could have been worse. They could have it not could added Milwaukee. Imagine if they didn't add Milwaukee and they added like oh my god, like we would could, we would still a third have the Indy IMS race too. A third, yeah, a third IMS race. Instead of the cup race, they do a double header just for IndyCar that yes. weekend. That's probably what they do. Oh my god! That or that's a double header at scenario. Gateway or something like it would have been something stupid like that. Like when the Texas rumor popped up, I thought the double header was going to be at Gateway. Yeah, surprise is at Milwaukee. I mean, I think it makes sense because it's like a new like who wants to see a double header at Gateway versus seeing a double header at the newest track on the schedule. Right. Yeah. I get it. It makes sense. I don't know. It's interesting. And I don't think either Milwaukee races at night because they said Iowa and Gateway. So that Saturday is going to be kind of like how Iowa's been. It's going to be hot. So. Well, actually, I don't know what it's yep. like in Wisconsin. Let me not act like I know. It'll be a little cooler than Iowa, probably. But little now, yes. A quick little recap of things that we already knew before this announcement. Nashville is a season finale. Laguna Seca is in June. And, of course, the Thermal All-Star Race. And the Olympic break is between Toronto and Gateway. Hmm. So, Iowa and Toronto switched 
places on the schedule, I noticed, like in the order. So, interesting. Or maybe not. I don't remember. I was a little earlier. I was like mid-July now rather than like Okay, they're trying to help Joseph. They're trying to help Joseph. They are. Wait, this schedule's kind of set up for Joseph. He just needs to have a really good start to the year. That's normally his problem, though. So maybe not. That's normally his problem. And they took away. They took away his one oval. Yeah, no, he's screwed. He's screwed. It's it's Jover. It's literally Jover. It's Jover. Jover. It's It's already Jover. That's funny. Jover. All right. We got a little more things to tea here. I want a shirt. And then we'll wrap up. I want a shirt. You want a shirt? This is Jover. It's like New Garden crashing at Iowa. Not the Iowa crash. Okay, we have a couple more things to tea. Uh, Kiffin Simpson is being promoted to IndyCar in the in the fifth Chip Ganassi oh, racing Jesus. car. They just spending money out here. All right. He is only eighteen. He finished tenth in the Indy Next Championship. He did. He's year. still working on his AP English exam for high school. <laughs> just <kidding>. And. <laughs> I just don't know why they're rushing him up. Are they is Ganassi like getting too confident? Like, oh, we can run like twenty cars because we're so good. We have Polo and Dixon. I mean, they just lost Erickson, and they brought in Linus Lundqvist. Right. So Linus Lundqvist I... is replacing Erickson, right? Mm-hmm. And then who's their fourth car? Armstrong is Armstrong going to run full time? Ma- Armstrong's full time. Oh Jesus! Okay, so they're gonna have five full-time, like cars. three, three like not rookies. Like Marcus Armstrong, is he gonna be a rookie? He's gonna be a rookie on the ovals. On the ovals, yeah. They're he, gonna have he like rookie. He, he rookie the year. They're gonna year. have two and a half rookies on that team. All right. Yeah. Whatever floats your goat, Ganassi. As a Penske fan, I hope it works out. I say. I hope it works out. The way that I want it to. I hope it works out the way I want it to. I hope it's like Andretti. You know, that went so well for Andretti when they did that. I hope it works out like that. What's the you know? number going to be? What's his number going to be? They're running out of numbers. They're running out of numbers. They don't have... They, they have what? The 8, 9, 10, 10 11. 11. They, they can't do 12. They can't do 7. Damn it, Roger. What are they going to do? What do they used to do? Maybe they'll do the O one. That would be kind of cool. Is that a thing? Ooh. I don't know if they're allowed to though. I don't know if that's a thing in IndyCar. O one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, yeah, they. There's been an O two before. Graham Rahal drove the O two at a point. That's sexy. Hmm. Yeah, it was a McDonald's car. They could uh cool. <laughs> do the forty eight again. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> they could bring back the forty eight. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be cringe. We'll we'll see what they do I with don't that. Know. I don't think. I like Kiffin. He was teammates with Joseph and Scott at the Rolex this year. Yeah. I think he's got talent. I just, he's only 18. Let him cook a bit more in next. I, like, like no we don't want him to, to get him up, up here and be like, what's an IndyCar driver that, like, uh, like I don't know, like a Zach Veach or a, yeah. or a Carlos Munoz who just kind of like washed out. Like, well, Munoz was pretty good, but just never got like a that's the thing. proper. Yeah, but he just kind of. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like he just kind of disappears yeah. after a few years because, yeah, like, uh, I don't want that to happen to him. Yeah, I hope not. I, just let him stay in next for another year or two. Like he'll be, 
We can come to IndyCar when he's 20. That's yeah, fine. right. Now, last thing of the tea, and then we'll wrap up the show here. Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe. Zach saw these right before we started recording and really liked them. Oh, my God, yeah. They are going to be in Talladega Nights schemes with the exact sponsors. That's so cool. Priest is going to have Wonder Bread, and Briscoe is going to have Old Spice. Really cool. And Old Spice is back with Storehouse Racing on the 14 car, which I find very cool. Wow. That's it. Yeah, that's what and I was thinking. The schemes look cool. The schemes, I mean, they're exact. They, I don't think, has that ever been done before where they copied the exact schemes? They probably did around when the movie came out. I know that the uh, Ricky Bobby Wonder Bread one's been done. I know the me Ricky Bobby one's been done before. I don't know if Wonder did the actual. I don't, with Kurt Busch. Before, though. With Kurt Busch? Yeah. They didn't do it with the actual car. Like, they did it just with the 78, and it was just, like, kind of a blank scheme. It was cool. I had the right. diecast, but. Yeah. No, that I mean yeah, these cars absolutely. look so good, huh? and I I hope they, they I hope one of them win. I want the diecast, and I'm not even like a big fan yeah. of the movie Talladega Nights. I'm just appreciating them for how awesome those schemes look. They recreated one of the scenes of the movie. Like I just thought it was really cool. So, mm-hmm. um, Slay of the Week. I'm just giving them out today. Slay of the Week. Okay. I'm in Slay of the Week, uh, 2005 edition. 2003 mid 2000s edition the Winston Cup account and now now the the Ricky you're Bobby your, you're just in your nostalgic era right now I God. love that oh yeah I miss being five years old take me back please for real and now I want to shout out a follower of ours so at stupid standings on social media I believe just on X Twitter uh, they track Mario Kart points for every race in nascar and that's a fun thing to follow so like if if you win a race you get the same amount of points you would get in mario kart and everything uh they've been tracking our fantasy battle this year and this is so fun to me because after the race he'll post the results of the nascar results right it's like this is how every driver did this how many points i got and then right after that the racing pod update on that stupid standings mario kart points so right now i have 170 points and you have 148 neither of us got points at texas it's just fun you know like it kind of shows it's a fun it's little another format. thing for you to win in so i bet it is fun alexander yeah. <laughs> you were you were winning this for quite a while oh, i bet i, I was follow this every week i do i do because you, you were i do yeah okay but it's it's a lot of fun. You guys should follow them. Yeah, it's a lot of it's great. It's, I always look forward to the notification after each race. It's like here's the update. I love and, when like you yeah. got your like third one in a row, and then like I'm just on Twitter and I see stupid sand- standings like post Alec extends his Mario Kart lead. Like yay, more <laughs> more losing for me. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> and you know that was good. That was and good. You know. Zach, that this is the only way that I can beat you in Mario Kart is like this. And that's on what? Period. It's on period. We gotta play that scene. It's true. Yeah. I, I'm really good at Mario Kart, but you're just a little better. You are good at Mario Kart, though. Okay. I'm just that. I'm just... I got that dog in me. You really do. Yep. Alright. Fantasy time. Zach's favorite segment of the week. You got the point. I did. Because I had Kyle Larson... 
Uh, Larson finished thirty first after you, that you pulled spin. on me. You you picked the fastest guy and then they messed up. You you did you pulled on me. The tides have turned. But but you didn't pull on me because you didn't steal the win. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, you're running out of Let time. Let me cook. I know. I I'm very aware. I'm running out of time. Uh, Busher got fourteenth. It is now twenty seven to seventeen. You are ten points back. You do need a win to at least tie at minimum here. So, what is it? Seven races to go. Six, no, six. 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 Right? Yeah. Six. I got. I mean, All I right. gotta. I gotta get a move on, but. Let me go ahead and type my pick in the chat. Yeah. Me too. Let me not hit enter like I did that one time. Right. Okay. All right. You ready? I got it. All right. Three, mm -hmm. two, one. I'm pressing enter. We both picked Brad Kozlowski. I kind of saw this one coming. We've been saying that since like what? April? Yeah. <laughs> Brad Kozlowski going to win this race. We have been saying that so. since April, I think. Um. All right. Well. You got your second pick lined one. up. All right. Three, two, one. I'm picking Chris Busher. Alex is also picking Chris Busher. Okay. Take RFK off the table. We get it. We get it. We get it. They're, They're fast. the favorites. I got it. Cool. Let me put my third pick in. If you match me on this one, I'll be kind of surprised. Okay. You got mine. Wait. I'm double thinking about mine Ooh. yeah this is gosh this is because I, I really I need Daytona. the win I really need the win you do hmm nah no 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 I got it okay you ready yep alright five or three two one pressing enter ah oh, damn it okay I was going to pick... Okay, I picked Ryan Blaney, Alex picked Bubba Wallace, and I really was debating between these two. Jesus. Because Bubba's been on a roll, I feel like. Just mentally, professionally, mm -hmm. he's just been on a roll. I he's think, going to one of his better tracks. I think he's at his... I think he's at his best mental health oh, point ever, maybe. And he's just kind of got it. Blaney's a really good pick. I just don't see it this year. He already got his one win of the year. The he didn't thing. get a win last year. He already won. I'm just thinking of Ford, though. I mean, like, I feel like Ford, yeah, Ford. is just going to be so strong, and he's going to be up there. Like That's fair. I mean, what it was these two battling for the win on the final lap before they both threw it away. Like, here in the yeah. spring. So, oh, we got Blaney and Bubba. Oh Jesus! Yep. I and you know what? I That's big for playoffs. Changed. Either I, of them win. I was about to change the bubble, but then I was like, you know what? I feel like Blaney. Like I need to. I still need to play just to beat you, and I feel like Blaney is more likely to just finish above above Bubba, and I gotta take the point where I can get it. Ah, yeah. man, it's close between the between us. You're keeping it close. That well, you're not keeping yeah, it close, but you're keeping this part close. Uh, very challenging. That's a, after the RFK cars. I wasn't sure, but Bubba was my third. I really did consider Blaney, though. Yeah, he is a threat. But I'm just like, well, you already won this year. I picked Bubba at Daytona. Maybe he was just so like nervous of the playoffs. He just wasn't himself. But man, he just did not perform like I expected him to at uh, uh, right. Daytona. Point. That's why I kind of wanted to Point. go with the Ford this time because I, I'm confident in the Fords, especially Team Penske. I mean, what? This is Team Penske's last guy. I, I assume Logano and Cindric are going to be up Blaney's butt 
pushing him to a win, right? Right. That's what I would assume. Yeah. But it's Joey Logano, so we don't we we never know. It's Joe Log. Joe Log. I want a shirt that just says Joe Log and like a twenty two logo. I think that'd be funny. Joe All right. Yep. So I think we've come to the end here. We're gonna read an Apple review. You are, because you lost fantasy this week. That's right. Yep. I did. So. I met Julian Spivey back at Kansas a few weeks ago. And when I was looking for reviews, we didn't get a new one. You guys kind of flopped. Just kidding. <laughs> but we're going to kind of go back. When we don't have new ones, we're going to read some older ones. Uh, from Julian, I met him at Kansas, as I said. Uh, this is from February 28th of this year. The title is Very Well Done NASCAR Podcast. Quote, I wasn't really looking for another NASCAR podcast because one good one is pretty much enough. And that's been the teardown for me. We love the teardown. I listen to it every Monday morning. Me too. And they say, Julian says that he stumbled upon our podcast via an Aaron Bearden tweet and immediately liked what he heard. Good coverage of the races and storylines, particularly liked the takes on Fox Sports that, coverage. This I think was that's like our best anti-Fox. That's like our best, I think, podcast content is when we just talk about Fox, positive and negative. Yeah, that's the most fun. Some of the most fun I have on this podcast because I get heated up about them, man. It's bad. You do, and then you need to make a Julian rap goes about on it. to say, "I'm not going to make Pull a rap. Pull a Pull Jeff someone else make a rap about Fox." He says, hey, our viewers, our viewers, our listeners like Julian say that he likes the teardown. So we got to be more like the teardown. You have to make a rap, Alex. Well, maybe someday. And then Julian also says, I like I also like that it includes IndyCar coverage. We love IndyCar here sometimes. And then Julian includes, I didn't need another NASCAR podcast, but now I'm hooked. That's a crazy compliment. Yeah, thank you, Julian. Very nice guy. We had a great chat at yeah. the track of Kansas a few weeks ago. So much fun. That's awesome. Just... These reviews are fun to read. I'm glad we started doing this. Yeah. So, But we didn't get a new one this you... week. Yeah. If you want us to read your review, a written review, go on to Apple Podcasts. You can leave... ask me a five-star rating, and we'll read what you got to say. Any compliments? If you want to, if you want to say Zach is gay, I'll read it, or Zach will read it when he loses fantasy next week. Like we'll we'll do whatever. Just make like, it it'll five be stars. fun. Yep. Please, five star review. We'll read it. Please leave a review. It, I'll Please. will probably sob if I don't have a review to read next week. So you'll still have ones. If we don't have one, we'll go back to, to an older one. Okay, there are some older ones out there, but we're gonna run out of older ones eventually. Ones. Yeah, we exactly. We want some new ones out there, so leave us some five star reviews on Apple. Please. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Written ones, so we can read it, and also on Spotify, it it does help. Uh, we appreciate it. In all seriousness, only if you want to. But yeah, yeah. So next week we're gonna come back talk about Talladega. Um, what are any expectations for this race? Is it gonna be a crash fest? Is it gonna be kind of like last year where I think. Like, last year, I feel like the playoffs were I had an awful start, but then Talladega, like, saved it and brought so much positive energy. Right. This time, I feel like NASCAR has been in a really good place the past few weeks. Somewhat. Like, it's been, yeah. like, perfectly healthy. You know, just healthy. Uh, is mm-hmm. Talladega going to come in and ruin it? You know? Like, I, I don't know. I mean... Yeah. 
we had a scary crash know. at Daytona, so it's just like, uh, what's going to happen here? Scary crash at Talladega in the spring too, with Larson and Priest and stuff. So, or whoever that I feel was. Like this race might be kind of just an ordinary Talladega race, to be honest. A procession, yeah. I mean, I mean, what the Toyotas are going to be working together and the Ford, what what Chevrolet is going to do really? Because I mean, they they've been kind of the a bit of the weak link at the super speedways, even though they've, I mean, they have what the eight car one there this year, the 47 and the, the 24 at Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know. Speak of Chevy's dark horse pick is Eric Jones. That team's just on fire. I'll right tell you now, who a dark think. horse pick is. I totally see that. The, that's a good dark horse pick. You know, who also another dark horse pick is Kyle Larson. Hmm. He's been running up front at Talladega and Daytona a lot lately. He's going to win one of these races. He, eventually, is it this week? Needs to. I wouldn't be surprised. He might need to. I don't know if he needs to yet, but I mean, hey, I could see him winning this week. He has bad, bad luck at the Roval, man. I don't know. He might need to. <laughs> yeah, he might need to. But yeah, um, I'm excited to talk about that. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about that and whatever else happens in the motorsports world. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. Um, written reviews on Apple, of course. Um, sorry, I'm like running out of breath. Um, follow us on our social medias at Gay Racing Pod on Twitter slash X. Um, I believe it's at Gay Racing Pod everywhere on Instagram as well. Threads keep mm-hmm. up with whatever we post when our new episodes go live. Um, the highlights from certain episodes, Alex has been doing a really good job, like posting little voice clips, which is really cool. Um, follow me on Twitter at DreamyZachGP. I'm going to try to get more active on it. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> I was not active this weekend on it, was I? No. You're posting a lot on Splatoon Twitter. You're, like, writing paragraphs about stuff over the there. Meta. I'm like, he's I'm, so smart. I'm such a sweaty Me giving gamer. you a little... Me giving you a little heart on stuff that I don't understand, <laughs> but I'm so happy for you. I'm talking about, like, well, I think Neo Machine has a really good spot in the meta because it's able to, um, it's able to kind of really use this feature of the weapon very well. To, and Alex is like, yep, that's my man right there. Yep, he's so smart. Yep, that, that, that's my man. Heart that. Heart, I heart that. that. I love when you I, like I my read tweets. Aw, I, I, I read them. I don't know what you're talking about, but I read them. I do. That's what that's what matters. Yep. Yep. Um, follow Alex at New Gaiden. He's actually active. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing cool stuff with the grid. So, is it called the grid? Yep. Grid network. Grid network. I'm sorry. Not. The, I think the grid is a video game. <laughs> and, but uh, with grid network, uh, at some point we might have to say it's at the start of an episode so more people hear it. But with Grid Network, then the off season, I think we're gonna do like some roundtable discussions. I love the team over there. I think we're gonna do like possibly like talking about like predictions for like different series and That's stuff. Um, yeah, the shows are a lot of fun. The team over there is a lot of fun. Oh, so yeah, that makes me happy that you're having a lot of fun. That's awesome. I love it. It's All right, great. y'all. We will see you guys next week to talk about Talladega. Everyone have a great week. Enjoy the racing, and see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.